Good morning, Laguna Beach. This is Craig and Rainbow Radio. Boy, did this week go by fast? I mean, here it is Saturday again. I, it seems like I just left the studio and, and a week has gone by. I don't know if that's good or bad uh, in the in the view of the COVID things, but uh, it is what it is, as they often say. Uh, the weather report, because after all, uh, no one needs more news than the weather report. Um, and so here we go. It is to be 80 degrees today here in lovely Laguna Beach. <laughs> and I'm chuckling because we are so blessed. It's all week long. The highs are going to be, well, around 76, 70. And 72 is the norm for the next 10 days. Uh, there is some cloudy days, partly cloudy. There's never anything. So it's typical Laguna Beach, you know. It's partly cloudy and cool and soothing. It's great for your complexion, that moisture, let me tell you. <laughs> and and so you can enjoy all that all week long here in lovely Laguna Beach, the center of the universe, I might add. And, um, yeah, so that's the weather report. All we need is the weather report. We don't need all that nasty news that gets in the way of things. I have a very special guest today who's calling in. Um, she, Jenny Denton, uh, is kind of, follow, I'm calling following up on last week's event um, where I had uh, a guest who is very proactive. Uh, she uh, is transgender, and she's very proactive in L.A., and uh, very proactive in support of the, the uh, transgender community. But I thought it would be interesting to to talk, follow up with that, with a talk with someone who is actually transitioning. And uh, Jenny is 70 years old, which is probably not real early for transitioning. <laughs> I mean, uh, but... So it's probably even more challenging. I don't know. We will find out. Uh, she has so kindly uh, agreed to share her personal um, experiences in this process. And I think uh, they could be very, um, very worth listening to, very under, very worth understanding what it really, really all is about. Get the word out of the horse's mouth, okay? <laughs> so she'll be calling in at, uh, in a few minutes here, another 10 minutes. And we'll get her on the air. Now, I also want to thank Mike Johnson of Compass Realty. He's been a station supporter for years and years. And we appreciate his continued support here at KXFM. And if you're first time tuning in, this is Rainbow Radio. This is Craig on Rainbow. Every week at 9 a.m. we have a program here. And we, if possible, we try to do an interview. Sometimes I'm not uh, able to get the uh, an interview person or something might get in the way of it. But uh, we try to do an interview of a person every week, try to keep it topical on the LGBTQ issues and events that are going on in Laguna Beach and events, events that are going on around the world. I do have news on, on this day in history, which we will start here in just a second. But that's what um, Rainbow Radio is all about. We encourage anyone listening to please uh, send a message. Do you have a suggestion, someone who's part of the community and is doing a major contribution or contribution or have an interesting story, a new best kept secret about a nightclub or bar that's LGBTQ supportive, all those things. Uh, all you have to do is go to rainbow-radio.com, rainbow-radio.com. And on there, there is a place where you can leave a message for me and I will respond to it. And we'll see if we can't uh, get whom it is you feel is worthy of being uh, uh, talked about or supported or uh, part of this uh, weekly radio program. Uh, I take, I answer all the messages. So please be sure to leave a message if you have someone of, of interest. So having said that, um, the one last weekly thing, oh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Laguna Beach Pride. I, I always want to bring everyone up to date on Laguna Beach Pride on December 29th, which is a Thursday. From 6 until 9 p.m., we have an event on the promenade downtown Laguna Beach, and it is spooktacular. And our local local fantastic personality, Endora, will be calling drag bingo yet again in our effort to uh, continue to support the community from Laguna Beach Pride. 
this, uh, we're doing it for the next uh, three months. We've done it once already. So we've got a four-month series going on here. And this month, uh, the chosen charity is the Friendship Shelter in Laguna Beach. There's two, they have two facilities, one on PCH in the city, and then one on, well, still in the city, but down the canyon, uh, their main facility, their larger facility, I should say. <clears throat> and they are right next door to the food pantry who was our, who we sponsored uh, last month. So uh, who, uh, incidentally, got an award for the best charity, best nonprofit in Laguna Beach, uh, the food pantry. And I know I went there, well, Laguna Beach Pride gave them a check, very large check. <laughs> large in size. Well, and digitally, it was pretty large too. We, we raised some good money for um, them. I think it was about $1,200 and we donated it. And while I was there, I noticed all the, the people coming to, well, to pick up food. And it's a very emotional thing to experience. I have to say that these people at their comments, like I never dreamed I would be out of food. So in such a spot that I'd be out of food. And it's happening to families who, particularly in the hospitality field, but certainly retail and and the small businesses in the community, it's really hurting them. And the staff that's that work at all those small businesses that have been laid off for, what, six months, some of them, and they need food. Um, it's pretty basic. But when they hand them a box uh, of food and... Uh, they can hardly choke out a thank you. It just gets you. Ugh. And I'm so grateful that they are doing what they're doing. Over every day of the week, I think they're, they run around 240 um, packages of food that are all, they're all sorted out. They're easy. Um, and so if you do are in need of food and you do need to get over to Laguna Pantry, they're open until 10.30. I think it's 9 until 10.30. So they have a fairly small one. It might be 8, but you can check online. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. So they have a very small window, a fairly small window, to be able to get over there and get some food. <laughs> oh, my. I wasn't expecting that. I got all choked up on that. But that's that's the truth, and I'm I'm going to stick with it. So we're going to take a short break. I'm going to be back here with... On this day in history at Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach's only FM radio, KX FM 104.7. There's a place I go to when no one knows me. It's not lonely. It's a necessary thing. It's a place I made up. Find out what I made of the nights I stayed in, counting stars and fighting sleep. Let it wash over me, I'm ready to lose my feet. Take me off to the place where one reviews life's mystery. Steady on down the line, lose every sense of time. Take it all in and wake up, that's my part of me. Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far to go. Everybody got their reason, everybody got their way, we're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day, it gets into your body, and it flows right through your blood, you can tell each other secrets, and remember how to love, da-da-dum, da-dum, dum da-dum, dum da-dum, dum da-dum, da-dum, There's a place I'm going, no one knows. Breathe real slow, let it out and let it in. It can be terrifying to be slowly dying. Also clarifying, we end where we begin. So let it wash over me. I'm ready to lose my feet. 
me off to the place where one reveals life's mystery. Steady on down the line, lose every sense of time. Take it all in, wake up, that's one part of me. Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far to go. Everybody got the reason, everybody got the wing. We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day. Gets into your body, flows right through your blood. We can tell each other secrets and remember our love. Da da dum da dum dum dum. Da dum dum dum. Da dum dum. Da da dum da dum dum Da dum dum dum. Da dum dum. Matt Simon, catch and release. That's always a good one. It's very positive and it's a good sun Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, <laughs> uh, slow wake up song. <laughs> Here we go on this day in history. Today, today's the 17th. Oh my goodness. I think there's like how many days left? 20 days till election date? Election? Oh. Well, Whatever happens, it'll be nice to maybe have it behind us, hopefully, <laughs> if all goes well. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, on this day in history, history, history. Uh, in 1960, Emmy Award-winning choreographer Rob Marshall was born in Madison, Wisconsin. Now, I'm not familiar with Rob Mar Marshall's choreo choreography, but um, that's 1960. Was He was... Uh, born so he's probably what 60 40 50 60 years old 19 yeah 60 years old hopefully he's still choreographing in 1995 the first time in its history the united states considers lesbian and gay rights abuses at its international tribunal on human rights violations against sexual minorities how about that uh, following a testimony from a number of women, the men who have uh, suffered abuse ranging from torture to forced institutionalization, the tribunal recommends that the United uh, the UN document the sexual orientation and gender identities issued around the world and integrate them into the organization's human rights agenda. How about that? That was in 95, so we're happy about that. Um, that was on this day in history. I have a few more, but I see our guest this morning is calling in. So let's let's get a hold of her. Jenny, are you there? Yes. You're live okay. and on the air. How about that? Already. <laughs> yes. Not no even, warning. Not even, a, not even a green room. But, you oh know, no, 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 we're not quite that fancy. <laughs> but you know, in um radio it has its it has its bonuses, you know, like uh you don't you can wear your shorts to work and your flip flops. You don't have to even have to wear pants if you don't want to. But uh, I recommend it. You might <laughs> you know <laughs> But radio, radio is that good. It's a it's a good uh, way to do that. Say, I kind of uh, gave people uh, a heads up with your with your biography. I'm going to read it real real quick here again. Jenny began transitioning in 2019 at the age of 70. She is a musician, a writer, and sometimes school crossing guard. She has two children, three stepchildren, which this will be interesting to know more about, and three grandchildren. Uh, she spent many years hosting a popular radio show. Radio, so you know all about this stuff in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, let's, yeah. I, I'm being very selfish here. I want to know about the radio show off the bat. Uh, what was the, were, were you announcer? Did you have guests? Did you do like I'm doing? What, did, what, what was the radio show and how long were you, were you at that? Um, well, let's see, started in 1980. My, I had a partner. Um, we were a wacky morning duo on a, a, a classic rock station. Oh wow! And we, yeah, we, and you know, we 
we were given a lot of license. We didn't have, you know, real strict uh, playlists and consultants. So we, we were able to do a lot of what we wanted. And we built a lot of time. We, we had regular uh, comedy sketches. Oh, yeah. Um, pre- that we pre-recorded. And, uh, um, you know, just tried, tried to be witty on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about the news sometimes. Once in a while we had guests. Yeah. Um, I remember the most interesting was two two salespeople had booked guests on our show without talking to each other. So we had oh. Dave uh, Dave Thomas, who was you know the founder and president of Wendy's. Oh um, wow, that's a would that be an interesting interview? Yeah. But at the same time, walking into the studio came Ted Nugent. <laughs> oh, that's quite a contrast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It How was, did you handle was. that? <laughs> um, Very carefully. <laughs> yeah, stop talking, Ted. Let's, let's, we had to say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and 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 we interviewed uh, Yoko Ono over the phone. That was probably. Oh wow! One of the one of the highlights of my life as a big, huge Beatles fan. Yeah. Um. That's an amazing background, um, and that was in Omaha that all this happened. Amazing! It didn't even happen in L.A. Like we think it's the center of entertainment. <laughs> no, we, we were like hugely popular. We we had quite a following. Well, um, we yeah. did live appearances too. We we opened for uh, Martin Mull at one time, and uh, oh. he was kind of mad at us because because we did very well. <laughs> he had to us. Well, you upstaged him. A little bit. Yeah, little bit. yeah. That's never want to upstage anyone. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't intentional. Certainly. No, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. We were we were pretty popular. And uh, how long do we do it? To the end of the '90s, sometime late '90s, so about 20 years. Wow, that's pretty amazing to to maintain that popularity and a following. That that's unbelievable, actually. I've been here four years, and I'm thinking that's a long time. <laughs> well, I, it's fun. I'm not complaining. Believe me, no. <laughs> so Jenny and I met through an organization here called the Club Q, and uh, which is for seniors uh, in, of LGBTQ community. And uh, she came to a couple events, and I got to know her, and I thought it would be interesting since I had just last week had a guest on where we dis, uh, discussed all the challenges and all the some of the horrific experiences and some of the good ones that are before the are the transgender community and it's really really become a hot button. Wouldn't you be fair? Wouldn't that be fair to say, Jenny? Yes, it really is. Um, it's, it's gone crazy. My, yeah, my my case. I don't know how typical my case is though because I haven't. Well, you know, if we get into the story, I'll tell you. But yeah. but I haven't experienced a lot of what the younger trans people have experienced. Yeah, that is for sure. Well, and I think the uh, to stereotype, I guess I am, but I do think the younger uh, generation it's uh, it's less of a big deal in that circle than it is the older generation. If someone, uh, it, it is more like. Hmm. You know, I think uh, I yeah. think the younger generations just like they don't care if two guys get married. They don't care if you know. It's it's the mm-hmm. the things in between and roll a little religion in there. That's my opinion. But I have way too yeah, many it's opinions. A, <laughs> it's a little fluid for them, I think. The the whole notion of gender. My son, for instance, uh, just started college, and he was one of the first people, you know, that I had a conversation with, and he just didn't care. He was very, oh, very really? supportive, <laughs> right from the get-go. You know, it was, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's yeah. great. So what, you, what the problem, were the you... problem for the younger people, though, is they have to live with the older people. And, and I know of a lot of... Uh, uh, I know of, I don't really know, I know a couple of social workers who have related stories to me, though, that a yeah. lot of uh, younger transgender people are disowned by their families and they really have nowhere to go sometimes. 
Well, and that comes into our sponsor on the 29th, the Friendship Shelter. I know when I worked at uh, Main Street Bar and Cabaret there for a couple of years, uh, when I managed it, we'd every once in a while we'd have someone who was really homeless for various reasons, but typically they got thrown out of the house because they're either gay or lesbian or, or yeah. transgender or transvestite, I guess, as well. They just yeah. didn't follow the normal or what would be considered normal. You know, boys wear blue and they play baseball and they roughhouse in the in the playground and girls wear pink and they do home they work in the <laughs> in the kitchen and do the dishes and you know that's what i learned in kindergarten you know and i want i wanted to play with the girls in 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 the <laughs> house i wanted to make house and and the teeth in the kindergarten teacher mrs caldwell she would say craig don't you want to go play with the boys outside and go no oh <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather play with the girls inside, and I, I didn't have an attraction to girls. I I just that I felt much more comfortable. So you know, abandoning I was abandoning the stereotypes at an early age. But enough about me, I, Jenny. I you um you have two boys. Is that what you said? Or you have two children? Are they both boys? No, one one's a boy and one's a uh, in Omaha, still in Omaha, a, an adult daughter. She's the one with the three kids that made me a grandparent. Oh wow! How how was your family attitude about? I mean, your son seemed to be really okay with with your. Uh... Everyone was actually my um, coming to grips with it last year, and my coming out um, was was a conversation with my family, and they they kind of led me to understand what I was going through because, um, you know, all my life I've had these. Uh, feelings and urges. Uh, if I can tell you, you know, growing up in, in the suburbs of a large Midwestern city yeah. in the 50s, there was no language to express, you yeah. know, anything that I might have felt. Yeah. Um, you know, there were we, we were aware of homosexuals, but they were kind of a mythical... Well, they were mentally ill. They were against the law. They were against morals, and, uh, and they, uh, medically, they, they were nothing. ill. Yeah, and they had nothing to do with us. We would never know any. No yeah. one we knew would ever know any. You know, and, and that was pretty much it. So when I started having the feelings, I had no way to know what was going on. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I would maybe try to indulge for half an hour and then feel real, real bad, real guilty. Who could you turn to? Who could you talk to? Yeah, no one. Yeah. Absolutely And no. your church, uh, the church would be the, <laughs> I don't know. I, well, the, the Catholic church in the 50s was not where you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, say, I don't know how to say it, but maybe now, maybe the Metropolitan Church, but uh, for sure, but uh, no, and there certainly wasn't the internet. So you you have um, so were you married? Do you got married in Omaha? I did. Um, actually, a couple times. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Well, we don't yeah. need to. Know. <laughs> I just yeah, we're just curious. Yeah, yeah. So then, when did you when did you come out west? Out west. Two thousand thirteen. Oh, okay. Um, at that time, my. Uh, uh, well, my wife worked from home anyway. She she had her own business. Uh, I was old, became old enough to uh, retire. Um, our daughter got a scholarship to Soka University, um, and the son was going from elementary school to middle school, so it was all transitions anyway. So we thought we've always wanted to live in Southern California. Let's go. So, <laughs> so we well, did. So is she here with you then? Yeah, she uh, just graduated from law school, just took the California bar, as a matter of fact. This, this is your wife or your daughter? Your oh, wife. no, no, no. That's my stepdaughter, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, my stepdaughter. wife is too. Well, ex-wife, we're divorced now. Okay. Um, so, you know, they're very, very supportive, but, you know, she, as she said, I didn't intend to marry a woman. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to be have some empathy. I, I though it looks oh. like you being a responsible parent uh, was uh, you stood you stood in there under the circumstances until everyone had their path forward, and then you now you're taking yours, which is what it looks like to me, which is a very honorable thing to do for a family and uh, kids that are growing up. I, yeah. I think you know, I don't know. Sometimes. If it's too obvious and too much, too much angst, it's not healthy. But it looks like you you got through it and decided now this is Jenny's time. Um, yeah, and, and that was actually, you know, her and and the kids that uh, convinced me of that. Oh, I, really? You know, was, yeah, because you know, I as I say, um, you know, I went seventy years living as a man and did fairly well, was fairly happy. Yep. And I think accomplished quite a bit. Um, so I, you know, I, I said, I'm willing to sacrifice my, uh, what, my emotions to, uh, you know, keep it all together and, and not lose anything. And they said, no, that's just silly. So they, you know, they talked me into it. Um <laughs> So, so they, they were the first one. And then speaking of churches, I belong to um, the Sokodakai, which is a, a lay Buddhist group. We practice Nichiren Buddhism. Yeah. Um, and they were, the, they were the next one I came out to because um, after many years, I had some responsibility within the organization. And I was afraid they were going to go, oh, you're turning your back on everybody. But first first person I told just jumped up and shook my hand <laughs> they're they're very very supportive they have conferences uh for the lgbtq community yeah. in their uh, uh, retreat they've been doing same sex marriages since i don't know sometime in the nineties <laughs> wow. before they were legal so I've been very fortunate in that regard too there's there's a topic that I touched on with my guest last week, and I found it. Uh, I wanted to del- delve into it because I wanted a better understanding personally of uh, a person's feeling who want, who is transgender and why they step in that direction, why, why it's important to them. And I suggested that uh, I, well, I'll give you a little background here, and I, I want to hear your response. I, I need to set it up a little bit because... Uh, so you understand the question, but I, um, I, you know, I always felt that often people stepped into being uh, transgender because they were so ashamed of being gay and having affinity for their same sex, and they've learned the shame and the, you know, it's against the law, it's against religion, you're mentally ill, all those things. There are three big things in one's life that were just a com- were were horrible would be horrible to experience and nowhere to go so i i was always thinking well well that's an easier thing to do just leave town change your sex and then be happy and so i thought that that was the number one motivation and then i came to the conclusion after talking to um some people in that in those transitions that it that wasn't it at all that it was a urge that they had the same that you have uh for your same sex attraction it was an urge that there is there, that there is more of a uh, female spirit and a male spirit and when the female spirit is dropped into a male body that female spirit which is very different uh wants to be itself and uh that is the reason for the step in that direction i what are your feelings on this and and how did you wrangle with that emotion or that decision after uh, a lifetime of, of experience that that put you where you're in what you're I mean, put you where you are now that's a big question and and what are your thoughts well i i was never consciously attracted to men because as i say that just had nothing to do with us as the way i was brought up so I would go to bed at night and dream about being with a man, but wake up and knew nothing had nothing to do with that. So um, 
you know, and then through the years, I had a few experiences, but that wasn't really the, that's not really the motivation. What you said about the female spirit wanting to express itself is, I think, much closer to uh, what I went through. See, I... I mean, right, right, right now, I'm so busy trying to adapt. I have 70 years of habits to unlearn, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So I'm working on that, working on learning, you know, clothes and makeup and everything. And um, sex is about the last thing. On my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have, don't have time for it right now. So. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I thought someday, someday that would be, it would be nice to have a guy someday. But at the moment, I have other things, other priorities. Yeah. So I, I think my my opinion changed for valid reasons. I mean, uh, that, it, that there yeah. is a, a, a spirit within people that that's either male or female that just, I think that's what Bruce Jenner tried to explain, uh, yes. I think. And uh, probably you could compare some notes of his experience to yours, uh, I assume. I mean, he has a huge family. And uh, right. yeah, and he's uh, he's made a lot of, He's wrangled with it for all his life and wanted to be a female for reasons yeah, that we, I just wanted better understand, you know. I I, I mean, it must be a, a very strong feeling uh, to uh, want to, I guess, survive that battle to, to make that transition because I do think it could be very difficult. And in the climate today, it's so... Um, I don't know. It's so uh, people attack it so much that it's really tragic. You know, here's someone trying to be themselves. Here's someone trying to explore their own identity and be at peace with themselves. And then there's a world out there that doesn't understand it and chooses to be very abusive, which is which is happening. But I, your story warms my heart. Uh, Jenny, that you, so many people have been so supportive, your family and your coworkers and uh, your church. Uh, that is amazing, and that that gives me uh, gives me hope for others. And I may be in someone's listening out there in Omaha, Nebraska, because <laughs> this <laughs> station goes everywhere, and they're hearing your story for the first time. And and uh, you know, it, for them, it's uh, something they. It's close to them in a in a huge way, and something they can was, latch on to. It was really rough there. Um, I, I remember a few years ago, before the the Omaha City Council was considering a non discrimination ordinance to include LGBT people in the city. You know, yeah, can't discriminate. And there was humongous, just horrible backlash to that and one of the arguments was there's no such thing as trans people they just want to get into the women's bathroom oh Oh, yeah (laughs) really like that's the best place to meet someone oh really Uh, yeah and i'm thinking yes i'm going through the expense of hormones uh buying a new wardrobe seeing doctors seeing psychologists um, I'm adjusting my life, losing my family, all this, so that I can see somebody's feet under the yeah, door ex- of a stall. <laughs> <laughs> let's so, put it in perspective here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it. You're, you're not standing there naked in the women's bathroom. You're, <laughs> you're no. behind a closed door. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to be doing here if I'm trying to meet people well there's so much misunderstood uh and my as for myself being gay and thought about all my life although it hasn't affected me like that it's still a process even for me to understand uh the motivation but i think i've come to a pretty healthy understanding in that process um yeah i remember once in, in college you know the trend of the times was was let your hair grow longer and um, yeah. I went home and my, once, and my dad just blew his stack. And his <laughs> his idea was that I was homosexual because, in mm-hmm. his mind, 
all homosexual men wanted to be women, and that's why they were growing their hair on. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I I had a friend in college that uh, we went to Sacramento on a an environmental uh, education program for a long weekend and we were getting back close to where we our college was back in Redding, California. We're getting back close to home and he wanted me to stop at a rest area so he could take off his faded jeans with holes in them because if he wore them home, his dad would think he's homosexual and throw him out of the house. So he put on some other slacks or something that looked more appropriate and he had to hide his jeans from his parents because of the attitudes they had towards holy jeans. Holy now, what you think? <laughs> you know, now they cost $600 at Neiman Marcus yeah. with holes in them. <laughs> you should tell, sell them at a garage sale. <laughs> but but times, have, times have changed. So for, for you, if you were to, to say you started in 2019 and, and from your information that a transition process is is there a typical time frame? I mean, I'm I'm very naive about these things. Uh, you know. I I I really all I can I have by the way um, the uh, medical procedures uh, are pretty much covered when you're my age by Medicare and uh, can I say the name of the company? Uh, yeah, mind Kaiser has really, really good um, programs for transitioning. Uh, and, yeah. and so they they required, before I could start, like, facial hair removal, had to be on hormones for, I think it was four months. And before I could even consider surgery, it would have to be on hormones. I would have to be on hormones for a year, which I haven't been yet. But... Um, <laughs> There, there are recommended timetables, yeah. and I guess you have to really prove you're serious. You know, you can't just right. uh, take hormones for a couple of months and see if I like it, sort of thing. You, you got to be really into it. So they, you know, and then they. Is there any? Uh, do they do any um, screening as far as emotional and? Um, yes. Yeah. They do. Yeah, that's the first. That's the first thing. Yeah. You have a little. Well, that's good because I think that there's probably some people that are misguided uh, in that urge, you know, in that right. interest, you know. Right. And, there, you know, there's a difference between transvestite and transsexual. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to confuse the two, I think. Yeah. So it could, I mean, it, I mean, it's probably an always an ongoing process, but I, I guess I, my question was more directed towards the emotional and the habits and the, and the, um, you know, just the different attitudes you have. Like you said, you've a lifetime of being a man that there's certain things as a man that are yeah. less appropriate for a woman, you know? Right. And, yeah. and I'm still learning that. I mean, there's, I, I would love to just be a woman, just get up and, and I'm a woman, always been a woman, da, da, da. But at the moment, there are still many days where I get up and I'm, Remember to be a woman. <laughs> you forget. You fall back into your old habits. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well, I try not to, but I, yeah. but the point is, I, I have to remind myself not to. Yeah. So, in a very natural. I always like game. to add to the conversation uh, if if there's a listener out there, and. Uh, they feel a similar urges. Do you have any suggestions from your own experience that you would like to share? Uh, get support. Whatever you need to do, find um, a group, a, a, a health company, healthcare company, or uh, religion, in my case, Soka Gakai. Uh, that is going to listen to you, yeah. let you talk your talk through it. Um, maybe offer suggestions, but mainly let you come to your own conclusions by having someone to talk to, and, and that, that isn't going to criticize, you know, the, the whole process. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be it. Just 
try not to do it alone, if at all possible. Wow. I know. I think that's very important advice. Um, I do think that you just sometimes you just need a mirror to reflect your thoughts back and help you make your own decisions. And it sounds like uh, a counselor, a person in that perspective would would you know would be the right decision. A lot of thoughts take on different meaning. I think when you speak them. And something rattling in your mind can feel like one thing, but when you say it out loud, you go, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure, and you verbalize it. It's the first time. It's like a parent that doesn't never wants to say their son is gay. They'll say, well, oh, they don't want to use the word. <laughs> and then they hear the word and they go, oh, my God. <laughs> Confirmed bastard, yeah. Oh my! Is there an is there a transgender uh, organization that you're aware of that that is that helps in this process or just the, just the one in Kaiser? Okay, with Kaiser, if you're a member of Kaiser, but yeah, you know, you have to be a member of Kaiser. And well, they might have a referral too, but I w- I'd assume any oh, yeah. valid any therapist, professional therapist, would uh, certainly be a good start. Too. Yeah, and there are some who specialize in, in transgender issues. Um, yeah. I actually, if I put out the call here, I have been desperately looking for another transgender woman woman in um, South OC here. Where I live. <laughs> I know. I've gone up to Santa Ana a couple times at, at the center there, and then, the, of course, Club Two. Well, you know, if, if someone's listening and they want to get in touch with you, Jenny, they can get a hold of me and I can forward that information to you if you want. Um, okay. If someone's yeah. listening and, and Jenny feels she wants to share what's going on with herself, perhaps with someone in a similar situation, contact Craig at rainbow-radio.com. Rainbow-radio.com. I have to put the dash in there, not the underline. And um, then it's Craig at... Or you can go to the website, which is rainbow-radio, and you can fill out the form there um, and send it send it to me. And I'll make sure Jenny gets contacted. Yeah. Anyone you want to shout out to, Jenny, that might be listening? Friends? Um, well, eventually, I, I, down here, you know, I'm in, I'm in uh, San Juan. Yeah. And it's really hard to get actually any FM station. <laughs> well, but see, this is broadcast, and, and Caitlin, it's a good point. This is KXFM 104.7. If you want to listen to go. this program anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, Jenny, <laughs> you yeah. can get the app, or you can go online to the website for KXFM Radio, and that's what it is, KXM, kxfmradio.org, and you can listen to it live, or you can go into the archives where the music is stored and you can listen to a show that's that's already been um, produced and on the air. For my listeners as well, I also put the recorded program on Rainbow Dash Radio. So if you want to be on Rainbow Dash Radio, if you want to go to Rainbow Dash Radio, it will be there later today. It takes me a while <laughs> to, to technology, but then you can share it with everyone. And anyone who wants to listen to the radio station can listen to it live using either two ways, either Get the app and put it on your device, and you can use the app to, to get the live streaming radio program. Or you can go to the KXFM website and uh, live stream it directly from the website if you don't want to hassle with an app. But the app's very convenient if you want to catch up. And Rainbow Radio is here every Saturday, 9 a.m. until 10 a.m., and then they boot me out of the studio because I, I wear people out. No. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Craig just Craig just did a liner. So, you know. <laughs> it's been radio. No. Oh. So yeah. speaking of shout out, shout outs though, yeah, to my my son and to the rest of my family, and um, let's see, to uh, John and Bobby in the SGI, and a whole bunch of other people. It oh, could go on forever. Okay. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for being on the program this morning, and I'm going to put this up. This is a great, a great exchange. I felt thank you for your honesty and your being so candid about what's going on in your life. I hope that other people, um, 
it helps other people and makes other people feel more comfortable with themselves as Jenny is feeling more comfortable with herself. Again, thanks you, Jenny. I'm going to go to some music here and we're going to fade out and uh, be sure to tune in next week. I have a guest from, uh, from the friendship shelter and we're going to talk about that charity, what they do for the community. Thank you. Everyone have a fabulous day. We're off with a new song here. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. (laughs) We'll catch you later, Jenny. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. When I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay because I could draw. My uncle was and I kept my room straight. I told my mom, tears rushing down my face. She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K. Sure. Yeah, I guess she had a point, didn't she? Bunch of stereotypes all in my head. I remember doing the math, like, yeah, I'm good at Little League. A preconceived idea of what it all meant. But those that like the same sex have the characteristics. The right-wing conservatives think it's a decision. And you can be cured with some treatment and religion. Man-made rewiring of a predisposition playing God. Oh, nah, here we go. America the brave still fears what we don't know. God loves all his children. It's somehow forgotten, but we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago. I don't know. And I can't change. Even if I tried. Even if I wanted to. gay i would think hip-hop hates me have you read the youtube comments lately man that's gay gets dropped on the daily we become so numb to what we're saying a culture founded from oppression yet we don't have acceptance for them call each other faggots behind the keys of a message board a word rooted in hate yet our genre still ignores it gay is synonymous with the lesser the same hate that's caused wars from religion, gender to skin color, the complexion of your pigment, the same fight that led people to walkouts and sit-ins, it's human rights for everybody, there is no difference, live on and be yourself. When I was at church, they taught me something else, if you preach hate at the service, those words aren't anointed, that holy water that you soak in has been poisoned, when everyone else is more comfortable remaining voiceless rather than fighting for humans that have had their rights stolen. I might not be the same, but that's not important. No freedom till we're equal. Damn right I support it. by pain in their heart a world so hateful some would rather die than be who they are and a certificate on paper isn't gonna solve it all but it's a damn good place to start no law is gonna change us we have to change us whatever god you believe in we come from the same one strip away the fear underneath it's all the same love about time that we raised up And that was uh, Macklemore, Save Lung, Same Love. If you uh, are still with me, I made a mistake. I thought I 
I thought my time was up, but it's not. So I, I'm glad you're still here. I um, that song. Uh, if you've listened to the words, they're very. Um, they kind of hit you in the where it. I don't know. They kind of. They kind of explain uh, being gay, and they ex- kind of explain uh, the right attitude, if you ask me. So, how about that? It's a great song. It uh, called it's called Same Love. And now I do have three news items that I was hoping to get to, and I didn't think I could, and now I can. Uh, I, I go through probably 30 different news items on a on a Nash international basis and try to select the ones that I feel are uh, the most topical and the most interesting for for my listeners, and that being you. <laughs> so here we go. The French government unveils a national plan to combat hatred against LGBT people. How about that? Parlez-vous français. Oh, oui, oui. I don't, that's all I know. <laughs> Combien de frères et de sœurs. That means how many brothers and sisters do you have? That's all I know. The French government is un, has unveiled a national plan to combat hatred and discrimination against lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people, LGBT, uh, which uh, emphasizes the importance of inclusive education in stamping out homophobia. homophobia. How about that? They want to stamp out homophobia in France. So uh, the three-year plan unveiled on Wednesday aims to make members of the LGBT community citizens in their own right. French junior minister and gender equality, uh, Elizabeth Moreno, told reporters, it encompasses over 40 objectives uh, designed to tackle homophobia and transphobia in the home, school, university, work, healthcare, and sport. I, I would love to see those 40 object, uh, objectives and love to see Biden pick those up <laughs> and maybe a few cues from uh, France uh, if he gets elected president, that is. I don't foresee our current president wanting to pick that up, quite honestly. Uh, the 42 measures, some of which have already been implemented, will be amplified between now and 2023, notably plans to facilitate adoption of LGBT homes or LGBT homes. Moreno said she also uh, insisted on the importance of education. I like this Moreno person. Elizabeth Moreno, hmm, gender equality, French junior minister of gender equality, Elizabeth Moreno. So send her a message in France. I'm sure she could get through. It's not that that difficult that's a see that's a positive thing that makes you feel good and that that there's they not only do they just say they're that uh they have a plan they have a plan and it has 42 42 components some of which are already starting and they're going to implement all of them that's this warms my heart this morning here at kxfm and now uh the next story is uh al mm, algeria we go to Algeria this last week on the uh, the 14th. Mass convictions for homosexuality. An Algerian court on September 3rd, 2020, sentenced two men to prison terms and 42 others suspended terms um, after mass arrests at what the police alleged was a gay wedding. Human Rights Watch said today the authorities uh, should avoid the charges and release them immediately. On July 24, 2020, police raided a private residence and arrested 44, nine women, 35 men, most of them university students in El Karab, the district of Constantine province, northeastern Algeria, after neighbors complained. Oh, oh, oh my God, what did the neighbors see? Did they see uh, women being close to other women and men being close to other men? Oh, that's just heinous. <laughs> and my favorite favorite fan is here, uh, Ida May. She, um, I'm keeping the seat warm for you, Ida. You just go ahead on. I'm not ready. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my! So the the neighbors complain. Uh, Jerry's, um, yeah. Uh, uh, rights Watch that the court used police reports distributing uh, describing the decorations, flowers, and sweet in in sweets indicative of a wedding celebration and the men supposedly gay appearance. So that's where they, they got them and took them all to jail. Uh, 
I shouldn't be laughing. It's that's horrible. You should immediately release. They should immediately be released from prison. The two men who would be free today were it not for Algeria's regressive and anti-homosexuality laws. I'm not going. I'm going to cancel my travels to Algeria this year. I just scratched them off my list. Okay, and now this is another interesting one. Uh, I mean, I guess to me it speaks to the hypocrisy um, that there can be out there. Pastor is suspended for giving blessings at an LGBT festival. A Korean Methodist church, Methodist is usually pretty liberal, has suspended Reverend Lee Dong Hwan for two years for holding a blessing ceremony at a queer festival in August last year. During which he gave a blessing to the LGBTQ community and scattered flower petals. In a secular hearing held in Yojin, Yonjin City, Thursday, the Judicial Committee uh, branch of the Korean Methodist Church ruled against the pastor, saying participation in a queer festival and the blessing itself can be seen as approval of homosexuality. According to the regulations of the Korean Methodist Church, any act seen as supporting homosexuality is considered breaking the tenets of the church. Lee vowed to appeal to a higher court after the ruling. I hope he does, and I hope he prevails. So those are my three news items. I'm going to play a song here, and Adam May will be on the other side of the song. Thank you for listening to KXFM 104.7 and Rainbow Radio this morning. We love you. We love you. We'll be back next week. Congratulations. We've got a dreamer's disease.